Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, friends. Great to be with you all again. Uh, Let's go ahead and begin with prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to come together once again, to be able to study your word. And uh, as we now go forth, Lord, uh, give us wisdom and guidance to know what you have us learn today. Amen. Rick Tullett. Maybe many of you probably don't know who he was, but he was, uh, I believe, the, the founder of the store Brookstone. If you've ever been to the mall and you walked in and you saw they had all these interesting contraptions uh, designed mainly for those who were older, you know, like you, you could sit in that chair and it would massage you, all kinds of interesting stuff. He was the son of uh, struggling French immigrants, and yet he turned a, a successful business into a national corporation through every mall throughout America. Sadly, however, I think it was in... Uh, 1991, March, um, out of the blue, however, he took his life. He got into his BMW, he shut the garage door, and he turned his car on. How could this man, who was so successful, who pretty much had everything, he had a, a wife, family, successful business, and yet felt so insecure and desired to not even continue to live on anymore. He swung from feeling totally powerful to totally helpless. This week, we're going to continue our series on the fruits of the Spirit. And last week, we touched on uh, love, our, our love towards us, and, and as well, love for God, and as well, for love for our whole man, all, all of our fellow men and women. And, and as well, love, I think, as well as the encapsulating uh, characteristic of all of these characteristics, because without, uh, without love, it's hard to have joy, peace, patience, uh, gentleness. Um, and so here we're going to talk more and delve into the, the fruit, the hot carpus. And as well, when you look at the fruit of the Spirit, it's not plural, it's not these individual fruits, but it's one, because together... When you have joy and peace, all of this comes not from multiple sources, but one source, through the Spirit. And, and as well, um, a dictionary that I recently read, a strong dictionary, says, Fruit here by which he indicates that of all the results of the life of the Spirit and the human spirit are to be regarded as a whole, that is natural growth. Now when you look at the, the nine uh, characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit, they're actually broken down by, by three groups. The first is love, joy, and peace. The, the peace and, and the joy that we, we gain from God as well in our, in our walk with God. And that we also have patience, long-suffering, kindness as well. How, how the Spirit works to manifest uh, our, our love and how we relate to our fellow human beings. And finally, the third triad, faithfulness, meekness, temperance, are the challenges that we face in this world. Now, when we think of joy, sometimes we equate it with happiness. 
But actually, I'm going to argue that joy is different because happiness is, in many respects, it's, it's externally motivated. Maybe you hear something or you're joking with a friend or, or, or you watch a video on YouTube that's hilarious, right? And it, it creates this state of well-being and contentment and pleasure and it, it's satisfying. And joy is similar, but and yet joy is internal. Through the Holy Spirit, we can have peace, we can have contentment, we can have, uh, we could have even a calm confidence. Um, my, my, my dear friend Chris, growing up, uh, I remember this because it happened 20 years ago when we were talking about joy. She said, you know, I think joy is different because it's something that it, it's within and that I can go through life confident that God is with me. It's the co- quiet, calm conviction we gain from God. Now, when we, when we, we look through scripture as well, there are points where several Bible characters, I'm going to name four of them, who did not experience joy at some point. Because, you know, in life, life is challenging. And, and there are going to be days where, yeah, there's going to be no joy. We, we may feel depressed. We may feel angry. We may feel sad. And just like these Bible characters, however, they did find joy. Now, when uh, we look through Scripture, we find Job, a man who lost everything, his business and all of his kids, and even his wife tells him to curse God. He actually writes, Why is light given to those in misery and life to the bitter of soul? Though to those who long for death that does not come, who search for it more than for hidden treasure. Job at some point is like, Man, why is it that people, uh, they, they long for death and they get, you know, they get it, but yet, sorry, it doesn't come to those who actually search for it. David as well, he writes in, in Psalm 69, he says, I am worn out, calling for help. My throat is parched, my eyes looking for my God. Sounds like a bunch of despair right there. And Elijah as well, we, we recently went over his story where he was running from Jezebel because uh, Jezebel put a, put, a, put a hit out for him. And he says, um, he, he got to, I believe it was Mount Sinai, he says, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. And finally, Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, after she had lost her husband and two sons, when she gets back to, to, to her people, she says, don't call me Naomi. She told them, call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Call me Naomi. The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Now, if you continue to read the story of Ruth, you'll find that she does find joy once again as well. So, what does it mean to live with joy? Well, to live with joy means to live with purpose. To knowing where you're going. Where are you headed? Direction is key in life because you have something to build on, a target, a goal to work towards. And yet, even on that journey of trying to reach that target, there are going to be some hardships. There may be a few detours, as as we've talked about in the past. But knowing that you're on this journey with the Lord and through the, the Holy Spirit as well, we can take peace, we can take strength, we can take courage, knowing that God is leading and that God is guiding us. For instance... Jacob, he was promised that after seven years by Laban, he could marry Rachel. And when he first, his eyes fell on Rachel, he was in love. 
And I'm sure that seven years went by quickly as he worked for Laban. And, and now we also, for those of you who know the story, well, Laban did him wrong. And he eventually actually ended up working for him another seven years. But seven, well, 14 years. It wasn't labor. It was love. Because finally, he could be with his beautiful wife, Rachel. But we know where we're headed. That inner resolve. It, it makes the challenges in life seem minor. So, to serve others as well as key. It's, it's interesting that while it's nice sometimes to be able to receive things, there is an either, even greater joy of being able to help those who are in need. And it doesn't even need to be dramatic. It could be something as simple as, as driving somebody to the grocery store who has no transportation. Um, there are many ways that we can find uh, to serve others. And it doesn't even have to be dramatic. But little things that add up bring us joy. And as well, we can find joy through seeking God's word. There are plenty of passages where not only are they uplifting, but as well as we look to the other stories of where many of, even all of the, the four characters that I read about all struggled. But yet, God did not abandon them. They did find joy once again. And as well, especially in Philippians. Philippians 4, 4 through 8. For those of you who are not familiar with the book, the letter to Philippians, Paul himself was writing from jail. He was incarcerated. I don't remember how long he was incarcerated at that point. But uh, he writes to the point where he's actually glad he's in jail. Because the cause of Christ, he was still able to minister there. And the work that they were doing, he was, it caused him to have joy. And not only that, he rejoiced with the work that the Philippians were doing. He actually writes, let your, and this is his prescription as well in Philippians 4. Let your gentleness, sorry. Oh, I I skipped verse 4. Um, well, but let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, okay? This is a prescription for when you're feeling anxious or when you're feeling scared. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Because when we go to God, we can't be just going and asking, God, please, I need this and that. Remember that everything that God has done for your life. We have joy when we're thankful for what we have or what God has done in our past, knowing that we have the confidence that we can go to God. Present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, and this is also key too, what should we focus on in life? Finally, brothers, whatever is true, uh, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about these things. Paul exhorts us to be able to think of the good, the right, to do the right thing, and as well to go forward with confidence that if we pray, our Lord God will not abandon us. And as well, Sometimes, however, just as we've, we've talked about before, though, we need to pray with intent, with uh, not, not only just a prayer of uh, intensity, but as well of trust. 
and that God will answer. God may not answer the way that we want. You know, sometimes we, we, we limit God. And sometimes we even uh, we ask for things that really in the grand scheme of things when we look back, pretty small. God has a great plan for your life. A big plan. And as well, it takes faith to be able to listen and to follow and heed that plan. Especially when it seems so big and overwhelming and daunting. But with God, as, as we know in verse 13 later in chapter 4, it says, all, with God, all things are possible. To close, there's a story told of a very, very, very famous singer. He was born on September 23, 1930, a baby boy in Albany, Georgia. And when he was born, everybody knew this child, this baby, was different. He, he was full of life, full of energy. He was bouncing around. And he would grow up to become one of the most well-respected and beloved singers and entertainers of all time. And yet as well, he faced tremendous hardship from the very beginning, all through his life. When he was five years old, he became gravely ill. And eventually, he lost. His eyesight. However, that didn't stop him. By seven, he learned to use Braille. And a few years later, he actually began to learn how to play the piano. When he was 15, however, he became an orphan. So, let's recap already. By 15, he becomes an orphan. He's, he's lost his family. He's lost his eyesight. And yet, that doesn't stop him. So he was blind, he was orphaned, and despite all of that, he refuses to give up. He continues to work on his music, his passion, his, his, he wants to make it his life. He develops his talent. And at the age of 17, he moves to Seattle, and he, be, he, he forms a trio, and they begin performing. In 1952, at the age of 22, he resigns a, a recording contract with Atlantic Records, and, and becomes the world, a world-famous recording artist. His creative genius, his, his soulful energy, his heartfelt sensitivity, his joy, especially in performing to others, was like none other. The music, he and the music became one. And it seemed to, uh, it, it seemed to, to flow out of him. It came from the heart, deep, deep within him. And at one point, he was being interviewed by a television station. And, and the reporter had seen him perform twice. So he said, not too long ago, I watched you perform two very different concerts. On successive nights, back to back. And in both songs, both, uh, both concerts, you sang Georgia. But each time you sang it differently. The entertainer replied, that's right, every time I do it differently because, you see, I don't learn music by notes. I just let it bubble out of me. I hope and pray that as you move forward, I want to encourage and exhort you that as you move forward to live life, and may the joy of Christ bubble out, out of you. May you be a source of hope, of strength, to those around you as you minister to them. May the calm, quiet conviction 
that you find in the Lord may emanate to others, like a perfume. May it be sweet, may it be strong, may it be pungent, and may it grant strength to others who are in need, who are down. And friends, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling sick, if you're feeling alone, know that you are not. And as well, you have a church family here. We care for you. We love you. If you're struggling, don't be afraid to reach out. There is true joy through the Holy Spirit, as Paul indicates in Galatians. And with that joy as well, it can bring peace, it can bring conviction, and a wonderful, beautiful life ahead of you. So may you go confidently, may you trust the Lord, may you live with joy, emanating just as bubbly as Ray Charles. May the Lord bless, lead, and guide you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together today. God as well, we pray that, Lord, you will give us strength, you will give us courage, and that as well, Lord, may we have love, but especially joy, that quiet inner resolve, Lord, the state of well-being, of happiness and joy, but, Lord, that is internally focused through you, God. It is only through you that we can find joy, Lord. So bless us, Lord, and until we meet again next time, keep us safe. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace, everyone. Have a great week. We'll see you later. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.